chapter 19, verse 10 through verse 14. you back up just uh, to verse 10. I know I gave you 13 and 14, but if you could back up. Then saith Pilate unto him, Speakest thou not unto me? Knowest thou not that I have power to crucify thee and have power to release thee? Jesus answered, Thou couldst have no power at all against me, except it was given thee from above. Therefore he that believed delivered me unto thee hath the greater sin. And from thenceforth Pilate sought to release him. But the Jews cried out, saying, If thou let this man go, thou art not a friend, not Caesar's friend. Whosoever maketh himself a king speaketh against Caesar. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he brought Jesus forth and sat down in the judgment seat in a place that is called the pavement, but in the Hebrew, Gabbatha. And it was the preparation of the Passover, and about the sixth hour, and he said unto the Jews, Behold your king. Behold your king. Amen. And I want to minister to you today, uh, amen, from this thought, the preparation of the Passover. The preparation of the Passover. Pray with me again. Father, we love you, God, for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy, God. We thank you for your love and kindness and all that you do for us, O oh Lord. Words can never express enough appreciation to you, God. Sweet Holy Spirit, sweet heavenly dove, stay with us today, God, and help us, O oh God, to see clearly those things you would have us to see. And we will give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be seated. Amen. The preparation for the Passover, of the Passover. You know, we make many preparations in our lives. We prepare for travel. We decide what we're going to wear and what we're going to take with us. And we choose our suitcases and we pack those suitcases and we make sure that we have our passports and all our travel documents that we need in order to make that travel. We prepare to teach and to preach. Amen. And I, you, you know, usually we hand you out handouts and, and, and things for the lessons that we're going to teach. And, you know, there's a lot of process that goes in to prepare uh, to teach and to preach so that you are not sitting here and fall asleep on us. And so we try to make sure that we pair the right things that are going to excite you and build you up and, and edify you. We pair prepare for school. We make sure that we have our backpacks, that we have our books, that we have our pens and our pencils and our papers uh, in those backpacks. Amen. We prepare. We prepare for guests uh, to visit our houses. Amen. We prepare food. We make sure we have the right food. We clean our houses to make sure that our guests will feel comfortable. 
Amen. We prepare to enter the workforce. Amen. We prepare our resumes. We prepare, uh, uh, go to classes on dress for success. All to enter. We prepare for special holidays, the 4th of July. We make sure we've got the chicken, the hot dogs, the ribs, uh, you know, all these things. We begin to prepare for those special days. We prepare for Christmas. We go out and make sure we buy the right gift. We prepare for Valentine's Day. We make sure that we buy flowers and we got candy and we got hearts. And I think for Valentine's Day, it need to be like it is in Japan. See, in Japan... The ladies has to buy the guys the candy. <laughs> Amen. I think that's the way it should be. We prepare in the military for PCS, permanent change of stations. We get our orders and we go to the housing office and we go to the transportation office and we have to prepare to move to a new location and we go out online and we look and find out what the new location is going to be about. Do they have schools? Do they have churches? Do they have housing? All this is part of preparation. We prepare to get married. We choose the right gown, we choose the right suit or the right tux, the right preacher, the right church, amen, the right ring, the right practice times, all these things, amen. It's all about preparation. But the biggest thing that most seem to prepare, don't prepare for, is death. For some reason, we leave this out. We don't seem to prepare for that day knowing that it's going to come. It's a given. Amen. It's appointed that man wants to live, but then the judgment, to die, then the judgment, the Scripture says. So we know that death is going to come, but we don't seem to prepare for this day. Even Joseph told the children of Israel when he was in captivity, when he was dying, Joseph told them, God is going to come and deliver you. Amen. And when he comes and deliver you, you make sure that you carry my bones out with you. And I'm sure there was many of them after so long a time was not ready when he came to take them out. Amen. But we must prepare, amen, and not waste time because we don't know when we're going to pass over to the other side. In Isaiah 40, the Bible says, the voice says, cry. And he says, what shall I cry? And he says, all flesh is as grass and all the goodness thereof is as the flowers of the field. The grass withereth, the flower faded because the Spirit of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people is grass. The grass withereth. The flower fadeth. But the Word of God will stand forever. Notice what Isaiah is saying here. He says life is short. It is brief. It is only a moment and you need to be ready for it to come your way. He says, Amen. He says the grass withereth. All of a sudden the grass pops up. It's beautiful and green. But the next thing you know, it's gone. It falls over the same way with the flower pretty soon we're going to see all these beautiful flowers popping up all over the place but if you ever notice a flower don't last that long it gives you beauty for a while and then it falls off it's gone and so what the Lord is saying through Isaiah is he's trying to prepare you and I for that which will last he says the only thing will last forever is the word of God heaven and earth will pass away but my word will not pass away 
So God is saying through Isaiah, don't put stock in your flesh. Amen. He says because it's just like grass and it's just like the flower. Amen. It comes and it's going to be gone. From the time you were born, amen, you're heading to that death stage. And so God says don't put your trust in your flesh. Be prepared, amen, for those things that you need forever. And that is the Word of God. Amen. The Word of God will always be here for you. This is why David can say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie in green pastures. He lead me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He lead me in the path of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. He prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. He anoints my head with oil. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Aren't you glad that mercy and goodness is behind you at all times? Praise God. So the Word of God is the only thing that's going to last. Because in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. And the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the Word was made flesh. And dwelt amongst us. And we beheld His glory. The glory of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and truth. Amen. Isn't it amazing? That you can get so much encouragement out of the Word of God. You know, I, I, I'm sure you've been reading your Bible through for this year. And you're, if, if you saw some, some stuff in there, you know, I'm sure it motivated you. You know? And that's what the Word of God is designed to do. Because it's going to last. When you're going through trouble, when you're going through circumstances, when you're going through things in your life. Amen. Paul says in Romans 15, 4, that it is through patience and comfort of the Scripture that you find hope. See, you can always find hope in the Word of God. That Word have I hid in my heart that I won't sin against you. Your Word is a lamp unto my feet, is a light unto my pathway. I was reading the other day and all of a sudden I stumbled across, amen, Psalms 119, 136, 26. It says it's time for you to work, God. <laughs> you, did you see that? Amen. The psalm says, God, it's time for you to work. Now, that's like saying that. God, you got to go to work. <laughs> God, you got to get out of here and go to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And maybe this is what Mary was saying to Jesus when Jesus said, uh, Mom, is not my time. Oh, Mary said, okay, oh, yes, it is. It's time for you to go to work. Jesus said, no, it's not my time, Mom. And she said, oh, yes, it is. It's time for you to go to work. And she said to the servants, whatsoever he say to you to do, do it. Jesus said, okay, Mom says I got to go to work. I guess I got to go to work. So fill the pots up with water, guys. They filled them to the brim, and they drew them out, <laughs> took them to the governor, and he said, whoa. From that point, he started working. Amen. And that's the thing. So heaven and earth will pass away. Amen. So don't put stock in this flesh. We need to get ready to pass over to the other side. Amen. We've got to get ready. Amen. For the soon coming of the Lord. For no man knows the minute of the hour when the Son of Man shall come. As Sister Miller said earlier, we must not neglect the assembling of ourselves together, but so much more as we see the day approaching. Amen. We've 
got to be ready for the soon coming of the Lord. Moses said to the Lord in Psalms 90 verse 12, he says, Lord, teach us to number our days. In other words, God, show me, amen, what I need to do to be prepared in the time that I have left here upon this earth because it is short. It's only here for a moment, amen. It's not time, amen, to try to build this old tattered fence again, amen. It's not time to keep putting another nail in. It's not time to keep putting another coat of paint on. It is time, amen, to prepare ourselves uh, for the soon coming of the Lord. Amen. Heaven and earth is going to pass away. Amen. But my word will not pass away. The Passover was a commemoration of coming out of Egypt. And it was one of those times, as you've heard me say this before, three times the children of Israel, the men, had to go to Jerusalem. It was the Passover to commemorate the coming out of Egypt. It was Pentecost to commemorate the giving of the law in the wilderness. And the Feast of Tabernacle, which was to commemorate, amen, God's provision for them while they were in the wilderness. But each time, amen, that God got ready to do the Passover, amen, there was a death process. In Exodus chapter 12, amen, the Lord said to Moses as he got ready to bring the children of Israel out of Egypt, this month shall be unto you the beginnings of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak you also to the congregation of Israel, saying, in the tenth day of this month, they shall take of them every man a lamb, a According to the house of their fathers, a lamb for the in-house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of the souls. Every man, according to his eating, shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening, and they shall take the blood and strike it on the two sides of the post, on the upper door post of the house, wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast it with fire and unleavened bread. Notice God just don't eat raw food, does he? He don't like sushi. You know, he put his fish on the fire. Amen. He he don't like rare meat. He don't like his steak rare. He eats some well done. <laughs> Praise God. But notice, before they could pass over, there was a process. They had to get a lamb. The lamb had to be spotless. It had to be right. They had to take the blood. They had to eat it. Amen. Everything about the lamb had to be consumed. Amen. Hear me today. Amen. Everything about the lamb has got to be consumed. Everything about the lamb has got to be consumed. You can't pick and choose. You've got to eat the whole lamb. You've got to eat all of the word of God. 
God. You can't choose what you want to eat out of the Word of God. You've got to be a doer of God's Word and not just a hearer only. You've got to take it all the way it is written in the book. Amen. They could not say, I don't want this part to be. He says, you roast every bit of it together and they're to eat the whole thing. If it's too small or too big for your house, bring your neighbor over. Amen. In other words, get together and fellowship and eat the Word of God together. Amen. You've got to get ready for the Passover. All of you has got to be under the blood. Amen. They had to put the blood on the doorpost, on the lintel, on the side. Amen. Because God was going to pass through. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. So to get out of Egypt, amen, they had to follow the procedure. When they got to the river of Jordan later on and the wilderness and they got ready to pass over into the promised land, they had to be another process. The Lord said to Joshua, he says, command the people that they circumcise. Amen. The circumcision is a form of baptism because they had been in the wilderness. Amen. They had not performed the law that God had commanded them. So now they all the males had to be circumcised and everybody had to wash. Paul says in Colossians 2, Beware, lest in any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of this world, and not after Jesus Christ. For in him dwell all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and we're complete in him, which is the head of all principalities and powers, buried with him by baptism, that like Christ through the operation would be born to you. Amen. I'm here to tell you, they had to follow the process to get out of there. Praise God. Amen. There's a process that we've got to follow. Amen. It would prepare to pass over. Isaiah put this this way in Isaiah 53. After Jesus, amen, Pilate now, he finds himself in a, in a fix between a rock and a hard place. Amen. Do I let Jesus go or do I crucify him? Amen. Do I listen to the crowd or do I let him go? Amen. And it was the feast of the Passover. Preparation was coming up. Amen. For the Passover and, and we needed a spotless lamb. Amen. They did not realize what they were saying. And as a result, amen, many of them rejected him. And this is what John is saying. He came to his own and his own received him not. But as many as received him, the them gave he power to become the sons of God, which was born not of the flesh, not our blood, but of God. Amen. Praise God. And so the process here, amen, Isaiah would write, amen, and prepare us for this day of Jesus Christ's death, the burial and resurrection. And he says, who have believe our report and, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed for he shall grow up as a tender plant and a root out of a dry ground he has no form of comeliness and when we see him there is no beauty that we should desire him amen he's despised and rejected of men a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief and we hid as our face from him amen he goes on amen and he says amen that we have turned every man to his own way and he says, and we esteemed him not, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. 
and the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep is gone astray and the Lord has laid upon him the iniquities of us all. Amen. He's despised and rejected and we didn't esteem him. Praise God. He's led as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep done before his shearer so he opened not his mouth. And his humiliation and judgment, amen, is taken from him. And who shall declare his generation? Amen. He goes on here, amen, to prepare us of what Christ would do for us and preparing us for the Passover. Preparing us to get out of here. Amen. Preparing us, amen, for that next chapter in our lives. Amen. And we've got to get ready. Amen. Jesus went through these things so that you and I could be exit this world and be ready to enter into the next world. This is why Peter could say when they asked him on the day of Pentecost, men and brethren, what shall we do? He says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises to you and to your children and all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. He didn't take anything away. What Peter is saying is, look, from the onset, every family had to be under the blood. And so the same promise that God gave to your fathers before, He gives to your children and everybody else. As long as you stay under under the blood, you're going to be okay. You're going to be able to get out of here when he comes. Amen. It requires you to stay under the blood. Amen. You've got to be under that spotless lamb. Amen. He was the only lamb could take away the sins of the whole world. Praise God. No other name, no other blood. Amen. Without the shedding of his blood, there is no remission of our sins. Amen. We've got to stay. Amen. In the church. We've got to stay in the under the blood until it's time to get out of here. Amen. There's a preparation process and we've got to fall under that process. Peter says follow. I mean Paul says follow peace with all men and holiness. Without shall no man see the Lord. He says lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easy beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Isaiah says come now and let's reason together saith the Lord. Though your sins be red as scrimson I will make them whiter as snow. Though they be like wool I will make them <laughs> amen, like snow right? Praise God. But you got to be prepared. Are you prepared? If Christ showed up tonight, would you be ready? Can you actually say deep within your soul, if he shows up tonight, are you ready to pass over? Are you ready to get into the promise? See, for a child of God that's been born again, it should be the most exciting thing for you. 
<laughs> Come on. You, you know, I, I'm trying to figure out this thing why so many Christians struggle. Because the fact of the matter is, that's what it was all about. That's why we repented. That's why we got baptized. That's why we sought the Holy Ghost. Because we knew it's going to take us to another and a better place. Amen. And so therefore, I, I can't wrestle with the things of this world. I've got to stay under the blood. I've got to keep Him over me. Amen. i got to realize what Calvary really went to me. Constantly, I've got to look at that old rugged cross that was so despised by the world. But it still has got a wonderful attraction to me. I see people in the world, and they have them around their neck. It's still a warning to me. Amen. They might see it as a piece of ornament or jewelry, but I see it as something that Christ did for me to keep me in remembrance of where I've got and where I'm going. Amen. So if they want to wear it, let them wear it. If God want to keep that as a sign for me to let me know that I'm going to a better place, that He died for me, then that's a warning I take from God. And when I see it, I just lift up holy hands and say, thank God for the blood that washes white as no, I once was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in, and then a little light from heaven filled my soul. It bathed my heart in love and wrote my name above, and just a little talk with Jesus make me whole. This is the old ship of Zion. It is the hope for the lost and the dying. It is a soul-saving station. It is the tower of salvation. I'm talking about the church and the book of Revelation. It's built on a rock. It's got a firm foundation. It's been through the flood. It's been through the fire. But one of these days, the church is going to move up a little bit higher. And I've got to be ready. I've got to stay in the ship. Amen. Under the blood. Praise God. We're passing over to the other side. In Acts 27. The Bible says Paul is on his way to Rome. He's got a 276 people in the ship with him. And all of a sudden, just like the same way as the deaf angel began to pass through Egypt, it was dark, amen, all over the land when the deaf angel passed through. And Paul's Luke says in Acts 27, amen, that they was in the middle of the ocean and it was dark for 14 days. If you take it back, amen, notice the lamb had to be kept from the 10th to the 14th. The 14th was the day of atonement. It was that day that God will forgive them of their sins and wipe the slate clean. So now they're out in the middle of the Mediterranean it is dark for 14 days. Amen. And then all of a sudden, on that 14th day, amen, when all hope, Luke said, was lost, when they thought all of them was going to die, there was a man on the ship by the name of the Apostle Paul. Amen. Who was God's man at the time? And Paul says, Sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it's going to be just like he said. 
says, there shall be no loss of any man's life, amen, on the ship. We're going to be brought before Rome, amen. And so as a result of Paul's encouragement, notice that daylight began to break, amen. Yes, the ship broke apart, but all of them who came to shore safely, and you know how they got there, amen, when you read Acts 27, they got there on broken pieces of the ship, amen, parts of the ship became life preservers for them. I come to tell somebody today, when your ship break apart, just get a hold of a piece of the ship. This is the old ship of Zion. Just get a word, amen. Just hold on to a piece of the word of God, and you can make it safely to shore. To the other side. Jesus told his disciples, he says, let's get in the boat and go to the other side. And Jesus got into him to part and fell to sleep on a pillar. And in the midst of the sea of Galilee, a storm began to brew. And the disciples was trying to throw the water out uh, as quick as they could. And the ship was steady filling up, uh, amen, with water. Amen. And they went and they woke Jesus up. Uh, and this is, Master, don't you care that we perish? Uh, and Jesus stood and he rebuked the winds uh, and he rebuked the waves. Uh, and he turned to the disciples and says, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they came to the other side. And that's the key. We got to prepare the Passover. We got to be ready when Jesus comes again. Add to your faith virtue, the virtue, knowledge, knowledge, patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. If these things be in you and abound, they make that you would neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But he that has forgotten these things is blind and cannot see all far off and is forgotten. He was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather brethren, make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you'll never fall. You'll never miss the mark. You keep adding these things to your life. And I guarantee you, you're going to pass over to the other side. Amen. Where those streets of gold and the gates of pearls, where there'll be no more sorrow, there'll be no more sadness, there'll be no more crying. Amen. For we will ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another, Paul says, with these words, because we're ever going to be with God. Amen. We've got to prepare for the Passover. Are you ready? Let's stand. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. We've got to be ready. We've got to be prepared. On December the 7th, 1941, America got caught not prepared. And millions of people in the Pacific Realm lost their lives. Because if we'd have been prepared at Pearl Harbor, 
the Japanese would have probably never did the things that they did throughout the Pacific. But because we was not prepared, all those people lost their lives. Because we were not prepared. People lost their lives. Because we were not prepared. People lost their lives. Say it again. Because we were not prepared. People lost their lives. Because if we are not prepared to cross over, others are going to lose their lives. Because when we are prepared, we will see the need to reach others, to be a part, to take them to the other side. This is why they had to get the families together. If the family was too small, bring them together, amen, to get them into this under the blood so that they too would not be lost, amen. See, we can have it and do nothing with it. And as a result, we're not going to be prepared, amen, because he's going to ask us to give an account because we was not prepared. Are you prepared? Are you prepared? Are you prepared for the Passover? When you stand before God, are you going to be shaking in your boots? Are you going to be afraid that he's going to say to you, depart from me because I knew you not? You know, I'm a firm believer. A lot of people are afraid to die because they know they ain't ready to pass over. They say they're Christians. But they get afraid when they, they hear the word cancer. They hear the word everything else. They go, oh, die. Man, you should just get your tapping shoes on and get to dancing. I'm going to a city. There'll be no more night. I'm going to a city where Jesus is the light. The trump is going to sound and I'll be called away. I'm going to a city someday. Hey, hey. I've already been told that not put my trust in my flesh is only temporal. But the Word of God is going to last forever. Amen. And that's what it's all about. I'm going to a better place. Uh, i got to be prepared for when He comes to take me to my place. Amen. I got, I got to, I'm a PCS out of here someday. I'm going to a different place. Amen. This is what God is trying to get us to see. Amen. It was the Passover. Pilate brought Jesus forth. Amen. And Jesus says, if I be lifted up, I draw all men to me. They had an opportunity. Every one of them out there in that crowd that day had an opportunity to get under the blood. Amen. And they rejected it. Brothers and sisters, those are warning signs to you and me to not let that happen. Amen. Praise God. 9-11. We weren't ready. Wasn't prepared. Over 3,000 people died. Because we was not prepared. But I ask you again. Are you prepared today? Amen. If you're not prepared, and you think you're not prepared, and you think you're not ready to pass over, don't leave today without getting ready. Get under the blood. 
Stay under the blood from the youngest to the oldest. Amen. Get under the blood. Amen. And stay under the blood. If you've never been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin, there's water back here. We can baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ because they couldn't pass over till it was baptized. They had to be circumcised. Amen. They had to be washed. They had to be cleaned. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So the altars are open this morning. Amen. And I want to encourage you, amen, to prepare for the coming of the Lord to pass over to the other side. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus. Yes, Jesus.